The Blood Diner. First they greet you, then they eat you. No one under 17 admitted. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the final week of Female Directors Month. Hooray. Women in Horror Month. It's like, do we celebrate that? Representation? I guess not. Um, the final week for women? No. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk about our 10-word reviews of movies okay. that we've watched recently. Okay. Um, you want to go first, buddy? Sure. Fifty Shades Darker. Best theatrical experience this year. Kinky, frothy, soap opera nonsense. Okay, mine is... Darker poop is still poop, albeit easier to pass. That's pretty solid. That's good. Thank Just like you. the poop. Thank you. Um, the Wrestler. Predictable if you've seen literally any Oscar movie. Um, my uh, review for The Wrestler is Marissa Tomei asks to wrestle or not to wrestle. Okay. And she takes her boobs out. She does. I mean. I didn't have enough words to include <laughs> in that. That's true. I, I added my. I think I used less than 10. Uh, Black Swan, the most affecting gore of the decade. Solid, lurid thriller. Mine is come for the art, stay for the lesbians. Wow, you're so is you're so exploitative of women. This is Women in Horror Month. We need to celebrate Natalie Portman finding her sexuality and not objectify her. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever, buddy. Let's get going with the plot to this movie. Well, I would love Blood to. Blood Diner. Yeah, we talk. We're talking about 1987's Blood Diner, directed by Jackie Kong. And the plot is two brothers running a diner collect body parts needed to bring an ancient goddess to life. Sheetar. And I mean, that's basically there's so much more and so much less in this plot. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is like borderline incoherent. Like um, that's what they were going for, though. Yeah, it just it slams you through a bunch of plot points in throughout this one week of them collecting body parts and you kind of figure out things as you go along. And I was explaining it to Sergio cuz he kind of gave up halfway through and I was like, "Here's what's happening." But we'll get to that. Um first, always we rate our movies on 1 to 5 based on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. Sergio, what's your scariness scale for this Horror comedy that we watched. Um, I gave it a two. Two out of five screams. Two out of five. It really deserved a one. Yeah, I just gave it a two because I was like, "Why not?" Why were you were you drunk? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they were going for scares or not. I don't. Clearly, think they, they were. were. Fine. I'll I'll give it a one. Okay. Um, there was no good scene building. Um, it wasn't a scary movie. Like just no, straight I, up, it was not a scary movie. I don't have to like dissect it with the reasons why it wasn't scary. It was never meant to be scary. No, we. You're right. It, it's a it's a gore cult comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's in the horror genre. It's about murder and cannibalism and resurrecting ancient evil goddesses from the dead. Mm-hmm. But it's not scary. Yeah. Every like death scene was there was no tension in it. If anything, the tension was like, in what comical way is this person going to die? Well, yeah, it's funny. Like when that one lady 
Like, there was this one girl who clearly had the chance to leave. And she did get close to the door. But then at one point, she's like, oh, no, my purse. I must which go is, back and get it. Which is hilarious. Like, and that's, then that's she a- goes and gets her purse. And w- then the contents of the purse spill out. And then she haphazardly tries to put them back in. And then she just, you know, runs back and, like, to her death, unfortunately. But let's, like, who didn't see that coming is what I'm saying. No, but it's not it's not trying to be scary. I'm mm-hmm. also giving it one out of five screams. Because that is, it's going through the motion of a horror scene but like reversing those tropes and i thought that was really funny but because this is a horror comedy let's talk about campiness score because that's what it's all about sergio my notes for this are like the entire constitution there's so much so much writing scribbled all over okay but what's your campiness score I give it a five me too five out of five perms this is a plus best movie ever Done. That's a very that's some bold praise for this movie. Um, okay, yeah, I don't. That's not true. But uh, oh, I, it's insane. Okay, go ahead, lead us off. I feel like you're gonna have much more nice things to say about this movie than I am. Okay, like honestly, um, this movie kind of toes the line between unintentionally bad. Like it's still a low budget gore movie. It was originally intended to be a sequel to Herschel Gordon Lewis's Blood Feast, um, and he's very much in the sense of like his movies aren't funny; they're just like campy stupid like 70s gore movies Mm -hmm. but um well it ended up not being a sequel doesn't matter Mm. but the thing is there are unintentional things like they're piecing together like this jigsaw puzzle of a corpse to resurrect their goddess in and the corpse is just standing up and it's clearly played by a single woman with like fake makeup on to make her look like multiple people sewed together Mm -hmm. and she cannot stand still or play dead she's constantly like swaying back and forth and it's pretty hilarious Mm -hmm. and that part was not a joke Mm -hmm. it was very clearly just an effect kind of going wrong but it Mm -hmm. was funny but there are a lot of really funny moments in this movie that at least I genuinely liked like that thing where the reversal of the trope of the girl going back to get her purse even though she has a chance to escape Uh Okay, I see what you're saying. I'll give you the one thing that I liked. I liked okay. the, um, the use of dummies in certain shots. Okay. Like, at the begin- like I think the first, the first death scene involving a dummy was at the graveyard where the two brothers kill someone who's like finds them robbing a grave or whatever. Yeah, he's like the grave, the crypt keeper. Uh huh. And then you just see them clearly throw a dummy, and like I was like, okay, that's funny. Uh, second time, uh, I don't remember the second time. But I remember the one dummy that I did not like. Okay. Was that weird ventriloquist oh, dummy. Oh, there was a ventriloquist. Yeah, that was weird. That was trying so hard to be silly. Uh-huh. Because their, their competitor, their rival vegetarian diner chef, mm-hmm. his only customer is a, like a life-size dummy of this like cowboy almost. He looks like... He would look like a scarecrow. Yeah, he looks like a scarecrow. He looked like if Yosemite Sam was made of paper mache and African-American. <sighs> and he just ventriloquized this super high voice. where was like, oh, yes, I love the food here. It was inexplicable and not too funny. I didn't find him funny. I found him annoying. Like, maybe for a minute he was good, but then afterwards I was just like, okay, get him off stage. Uh-huh. He's had too much to drink. Yeah, like... I don't know. I appreciate horror movies that bring inexplicable things into it. Like I like when there's something that I just could never have predicted was mm-hmm. going to happen, mm-hmm. but it very quickly turns into a almost Jeff Dunham esque anti comedy where it's like it's just this guy and he lives out his like real personality through this dummy and it's just really 
it's not that funny and it's uh-huh. kind of overplayed like the joke like it expired at a certain point they just kept using it yeah um one thing that i did not like that was campy was the acting okay yeah i couldn't ascertain as to whether the female cop well, you had problems figuring out she was a cop in anyway. Um, I thought she was a reporter. The way she entered the movie, she looked like a reporter, a sassy reporter. Um, uh, I just liked... I couldn't tell if she was British or not. If she was a British actress who was just putting on an American accent mm-hmm. or if she, I don't know, had a Jersey accent that just came out British as she tried to like Americanize it. I could not or, tell what was happening with her parts. I think she was just a not great actress and she was over enunciating everything okay and also the sound quality was super bad and oh the, the dubbing scenes. the yeah. dubbing like any scene with the police it was really muffled and i think maybe they were like could you speak up because we're not picking this up uh-huh i'm not sure what was going on there that was the weirdest part like at a certain point in the movie, I thought we were watching a foreign movie that it had like <laughs> Amer- that was dubbed with English words yeah. or English language stuff, um, because it was just so clearly put on later that yeah. these that it clearly wasn't coming out of their mouths as they were speaking. No, it was very strange. I was like, was there like a vacuum going on in the other room while they were shooting in this police precinct mm-hmm. or something, or an actual shootout going on outside? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They could not use that audio though. But anyway, uh. Like like I said, there are unintentional funny aspects to this movie, but there are a lot of things that really genuinely got me. There is a lot of very silly, like, trauma-esque humor. Trauma's a company, they make bad movies on purpose, like Splatter University or Mother's Day or uh, uh, The Toxic Avenger. And their humor is really sophomoric, like, really juvenile. And there's a lot of elements like that where, like, they have a grocery list and on it is, like, six dog dicks. Mm. And it's just, like, stupid things and... That's really not my style of comedy, although I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. But there are some genuinely pretty funny things in this movie. Let, oh, me... let me give you one. Let me give you one. Okay. Um, the death scene at the cave. Yes. Okay. Um, I just want to set this up real quick. They have to find, the, and I quote, the lungs and liver of two sluts for their recipe <laughs> to bring uh-huh. back the goddess. So the dumber brother, George... Because the brothers are named George and Michael, and they both have a single earring, so get it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I want your R. sex. R. Yeah, I know. Um, They were super cute. Not to get too off on a tear. Uh, the Michael was the, the more ethnic-looking one. Uh-huh. He was okay-looking. The other one was just, like, more kind of bland. Yeah, but Michael was cute. No mm-hmm. one's disagreeing with me. Sergio, you're underplaying your reaction in the movie. No, I'm not. Whatever. He I'm was downplaying the like my, the visceral hatred I had at the end of the movie yesterday. <sighs> Whatever. He was very attractive. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I guess I shouldn't have brought a sad that up. Podcast today. It's really sad because I mean, first of all, obviously the George Michael joke doesn't play as well anymore because he recently passed away. Mm-hmm. But that actor, the very attractive young man, um, he passed away in a car accident two years after this movie came out, which I found out to my chagrin, and. So that kind of puts a damper on things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like slumber party. Ma- I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. So um, <laughs> I don't want to be sad. So back to the scene This building. movie's funny. So, Weren't you like building a scene? Yeah. The, uh, the less cute brother and the dumber brother. I mean, he's the same person. Yeah. One and the same. He's the Lenny of this movie. Um, Wasn't there a Lenny at one point? Probably. Oh, was that in The Wrestler? Maybe. We did this as a double feature with The Wrestler and it was oddly appropriate, which yeah. we'll get to. Um. They need to kill this slut. She's in some sort of beachside cave 
uh, banging her boyfriend. It seemed like it was somewhere probably like near Malibu. Yeah, it was very strange. And mm-hmm. they were not teenagers, so I don't know why they weren't just at their house. Um, Something romantic about getting sand up in there. You're right. It's a, it's like maybe it's a California experience. Maybe it's a Fifty Shades of Go Grey type thing. It. It's you know, it's a Fifty Shades thing where she like wants to get the sand in there and feel who among how us, Brendan, it is. Who among us has not experienced that sand up their butt? Yeah, who among us can judge okay. these wily kids? I mean, I'm not into it. When I'm just it defending them. Okay, I'm not saying I've gotten sand up crevices. No, but no. If you've been to the beach, you have. I mean, but yeah. anyway, this is not important. <laughs> um, they are doing the do in this in this cave and there's lightning and the dude drives up in his van and he knocks the boyfriend out with a rock and the girlfriend she just like she turns into a kung fu slut and she starts beating him oh, up. that was great that I was really awesome because he's trying to kill her and she's just going ham on him mm-hmm. and he actually gets knocked out and he loses but then a stalactite falls from the roof and hits her in the head and she dies too mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great I I don't know. I like that kind of reversal of like the slasher trope a little mm-hmm. bit. I I was very amused by this mm-hmm. movie. Want to know what I disliked? What did you dislike? Is it, it wasn't the next scene, but I think it was a couple. I think it was implied that it was that same night. That food goes to like a wrestling tournament. Yes, it's the next night. I think. Oh. But yeah, that's what we were talking about. We watched the wrestler before this, and then we watched this movie, not knowing there's like a ten minute wrestling scene just randomly like slapped into the middle there mm-hmm. where our good, good friend, George, uh, he fights a wrestler named Lil Jimmy Hitler, <laughs> which again, trauma humor. It, that one I actually kind of laughed at. There's also a band that plays in the third act club scene mm-hmm. where there's twin Hitlers playing saxophones. Yeah. It's oh. the third Reich for the third act. Oh, it's great. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't dig it. Um, I was annoyed, but when is that ever, when is, when am I not annoyed to be honest? I know you don't like fun things. I don't. Um, okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Let me go back. Like I said, I have just so much to say about this section of the movie. movie. Yeah. Like, cause every new scene, something totally inexplicable and you know, what's weird that we haven't even brought up what the uncle. Oh, you mean the uncle who died in the first scene and is now a brain and eyeballs in a jar yeah. that talk to them in their yeah. minds? Yeah, Uncle Anwar. How could we forget? I mean, you mean the most boring part of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> you knuckleheads. Oh, my God. This, like, literally everything in this movie is either, like, a crazy 80s gore effect or just something totally random. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the customer... Um, the veggie burger customer, yeah, the, right? Yeah, the like this veggie burger snob customer who's like really overweight and keeps he's like a getting, trucker. He's like the average trucker yeah. at a diner, and he keeps getting put in headlocks because he comments about how the guy's a bad wrestler because he's watching wrestling on TV. Mm-hmm. And then he puts him in a headlock and he throws up all over everyone in the restaurant. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? I think there are doesn't a dance party also like evolve from that scene? Maybe I. You mean the aerobics? No, 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 no. Uh, it was like a dance party that the diner, like, uh, for whatever reason, people are dancing in this diner at some point, and I think it was during that same scene. I don't even know, man. I don't know what happened in this movie. Like, I said, it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. But um, you did bring up the aerobic studio, which is another crazy thing. Yes. Um. Okay, sorry. Let me reverse on something I said. There are actually three styles of humor in this. One is the unintentional, 
like just kind of bad movie humor. Mm-hmm. Two is the really sophomoric trauma humor. Three is humor that actually like actively subverts the tropes of like the slasher genre or the mm-hmm. gore movie genre. Mm-hmm. And this aerobic studio is one of them. Do you want to introduce this? Um, sure. Uh, we were going from the diner. They had just finished a conversation with, um, I think Michael and the girl he liked, right? Yeah, there's well, there's like a virgin girl that they want to sacrifice, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he's like flirting with her, uh-huh. and she was hanging out with some sluts, her, uh, her cheerleading friends, her cheerleading friends who are like fifty years old. Yeah, they're not um, kung fu sluts, unfortunately. At one point, Michael says to her something. Uh, says to her, "I'm looking for like your notepad. Do you remember if you where you have it? Um, what are you trying to remember? He says something to them like, "Oh, they're so oh, dumb." Or, oh yeah. Um, he he says. Oh, you want to know a secret about your friends? I noticed you were having a bad time. He's like, they came in here a couple of years ago and they were dressed like flash dance. They looked so stupid. Yeah, it was just, it was a really strange line that I just found hilarious. Um, and then the next scene, we see the friends, these cheerleading friends at an aerobic studio. And, uh, you know, LA is known for its like uh, workouts that are typically in vogue. Like right mm. now, CrossFit's really big. Oh, and um, also, this movie is set in LA. The diner yeah, is on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, that's why I bring it up. Um, but I guess during the 80s, what was really big was nude aerobics because everybody's topless and it's just boobs flying oh, it's everywhere. it's so good. Because that's a parody of both like the the exercise du jour mm-hmm. and also the fact that nudity needs to get squeezed into all these movies. Mm-hmm. And then the boys show up, and one of them's wearing a Nixon mask, and he machine guns all the girls. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy movie. Like, how could you predict any of these things that are happening? You can't. I'm so excited. I really had a good time with this movie. Uh huh. You mentioned that uh, there were three types of humor in it. I will agree that there are three types of humor in it. Um, the dumb, well, the unintentional, the dumb, uh-huh. and the smart. Yeah. Um, I would say that the smart humor kind of gets lost in the dumb. It does. There are... Like, um, I wouldn't look at that and say, oh, wow, that's truly, truly a masterful scene or a shot or a thought process okay, there. You're right. There, it's a lot of, like, slapsticky national lampoon humor. Mm-hmm. But I will say the death scenes are pretty great. We'll get to that more in gore. But there's one where their rival um, chef dude gets his hand cut off it's very monty python oh god he gets his hand cut off with this giant cleaver i was checked out by then i know you were you were done it was like the last half hour of the movie and sergio just he's like peace Mm -hmm. but he gets one of his hands cut off and he gets in the car and he's like screw you guys he's driving with one hand and they just show up and chop off his other hand and he's just driving with no hands like Mm -hmm. using his forearms Mm -hmm. and he's just shouting at them and, and blood is spurting all over the windshield so he can't see anything Oh, uh, that really got me. It's Goddess so, goat. Oh it's man, G-O-A-T. it was it was fun. Like I can appreciate the dumb humor and the the smart ish humor that was there. I actually respected it, and I was like, this evens out into something that's totally acceptable to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about effects. Out of five brain jars, I will say, what are you going to give this movie? I give it three. Okay, that's what I'm going to get um, to. We're on the same page. And the reason why, mostly, uh, I thought the effects throughout most of the movie were kind of lame. Uh-huh. Uh, but in that final shot, there was a, not final shot, but like final scene or final act. When uh, they resurrect Sheetar, their goddess. Uh-huh. There's some cool lasers coming out of her. Yeah. Um, which I was like, wow, they actually were able to pull that off. Uh, and also good flesh eating. Uh, oh, yeah. At that point, 
all the festival goers who were at the place where Sheetar was resurrected were like cannibalistic zombies who turned green or something. Yeah, they got turned green by black magic and like eight people. It was part of this like she needs to be resurrected at a mm-hmm. cannibalistic bacchanal and they like fed them drugs and magic or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't really make sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, the effects of the flesh ripping is good. A lot of the... there's. This movie is completely uncategorizable in any genre, mm-hmm. but there are elements of slasher and there are elements of like demonic cult and there's elements of zombie stuff. But the first act is very much slasher-esque more than anything. There's a lot of kills one by one as they're collecting the pieces for this body that they're building or the ingredients for their restaurant because mm-hmm. they feed people to people all the time. Mm-hmm. That's the secret to their great, great veggie burgers. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, um, there's a dude who gets hit with a shovel and his eyes get knocked out. He, he literally breads a girl. Like he covers her in batter and puts her in the fryer and her head turns into like a giant cheese ball that he knocks off with a broom. That was pretty funny. Well, the part where she becomes a cheese ball or whatever. That was, I I cracked up during that part. And her friend is the one who left her purse behind Mm -hmm. and then she gets just cleavered in half. Mm -hmm. It's, um... It's just a crazy movie. Uh-huh. Oh, and there's a guy, there's a bouncer, like they're trying to get into a club and they like knock a bouncer into the street and one of those cars comes by that has the like chassis that like hops up and down. What it's are like, those? It's called? a low rider. A low rider? Mm-hmm. And the tire just bounces onto his head and crushes it and nobody seems to care. They ask him, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then they let them in the club. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I forgot another thing. In the wrestling scene... Um, it was very much like Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Like, he's mm-hmm. getting pummeled, but then he, like, jumps up on the high wire and, like, drops down on the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is George who's getting pummeled. But then he grabs little Jimmy Hitler, and he takes a he bites a big chunk out of his leg, and the blood splashes onto the virginal cheerleader girl who's in the audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's lots of, it's lots of, like, evil dead gross bodily fluids splashing onto people oh this movie's fun i really enjoyed it okay let turn let let us go into quality now brennan yeah i mean we've been we've had the exact same score for the past three so i assume we're gonna do for here we're I gonna do here you also gave it four out of five unlucky stars. i gave it too what yeah why ever would you do that sergio i mean it's not a good movie um what? i think it's fun it's one of those movies that I have come to enjoy with you where it's fun to make fun of. Yeah. But after a certain point, I just was like, I've had my fill of blood and guts and boobs and butts. And so I'm just, I'm done. Okay. I can, I can understand that. And there's a very severe third act slowdown mm-hmm. in this movie where it just goes, and the mm-hmm. gears kind of grind to a halt and mm-hmm. the movie's still going. Um, But this is, I'm not, I did really enjoy it. Um, it appeals to a lot of the like more fratty sides of me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the, it's probably a little lower on the end of the bad, good scale of movies that I really like, like night of the creeps or something like that. Like that's a movie that I really genuinely love. And this is a movie that's like half genuine a lot. I mean, a lot genuine. It made me laugh, mm-hmm. but half ironic, half gore. It's, it's all kinds of halves. This movie's crazy. Ugh. Um, but it's the kind of movie I always like hope we get to discover on this podcast because um, 
I mean, it's this hasn't really been happening as much during our donation drive months, but I we we do we start off with the big titles, like the big famous titles, and we kind of narrow down to the more obscure ones. And with the the fourth title every month, I always hope to find something like like an obscure gem that like no one's heard of that's really fun. And this is one that I think very very closely is the one that has at least hit that mark the most for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like I thought vampires could have been like that. And that was super boring. Uh, true. Very true. Mm-hmm. What was the last movie? Oh, I tried that with Boo Media Halloween. That did not work. I mean, that's not obscure, no. but, but every, like literally almost every other movie in that month, we, we thoroughly really enjoyed. enjoyed. Yeah. But yeah, I always try to like, as we narrow down to that point of more obscure, I try to find a movie like this. And this is the first one that's given me hope that our structure can actually give me something that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. It's not the best movie ever. It's, I was debating whether to give it a three or a four. It's probably like a Mm 3.5 if we're being honest, but I, I don't go have these. I commit to my Uh, scores. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it was a fun movie. It had a v- diverse cast, which I will always support in horror, especially 80s horror. Okay. Um, it's a movie that, it's cheap, and it's ridiculous, and it's pretty dumb. But if you just kind of open your heart to it, it'll take you places you can never have imagined. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like. You don't have to like it, but I'm glad you watched it with me and enjoyed some of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you. We. I think this is going to be our longest episode all month. Oh yeah. Um. Or maybe. Well, not. there was a lot to dissect here. There was a lot going on. It was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is the final episode of uh, Female Directors Month. We're continuing our donation drive, which means if you donate five dollars or more to the ACLU, to Now, which is the National Organization for Women, or to Planned Parenthood, you can choose a horror movie that we review on the show, and we're getting. There are two more that we're getting to, but our schedule got kind of messy, so mm-hmm. we'll do those soon. And I hope people add to that because we've discovered some pretty cool movies through this process. A lot of fun. Definitely. And if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at uh, um, Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars, and Sergio will get you ice cream. Remember I, mean, that? I, I remember that it's because nobody ever reviewed no so. well we got to renew that push i want i like i check the reviews every week to see if anyone has been nice to us and nobody ever again. has yeah i used to check every week but then i lost hope i know people clearly didn't like us no it's so hard to get people to do mm-hmm. anything and yeah. i respect that like a That's lot true. of a do lot of what out of curiosity how many times because you listen to a lot of podcasts yeah i listen to a lot of podcasts how often do you review a podcast? Um, I try to review podcasts that I really like that are um, smaller mm-hmm. um, and like give them the props. But there are other podcasts that are like huge and part of big networks and they're like begging for reviews. And I'm like, I don't I don't need to do this right uh-huh. now. It's so, like I want to review a podcast, but sometimes there's so much I want to say that it's just like I'm just going to put it off for later. Yeah. I don't really need to write a five paragraph essay, but I feel like I, I'd be dishonest if I didn't. Uh huh. Um, so, so that's why I put it off. But you guys should just give us like a little note, like yeah, keep just up the say good hi. Work. And um, oh, tell us your favorite movie. Okay, it's gonna be weird. I don't know. It's gonna say like Ghost Town Hooker. 
Four yeah. stars. Whatever. I'm just trying to get people to have a great time, and I would so watch Ghost Town Hooker. There's a movie called Cannibal Hooker. Oh, yes. Uh, you discovered the guy who played the Uncle Anwar was in that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's ta-ta that's for now. For today. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing to be a Scream 101. Um, good luck on your journey, everybody. And stay gold. Peace. Also, sorry, Um, look out next week for our Screamy Awards episode airing February 26th, the same night as the Oscars. Or rather, the Oscars are the same day as the Screamy Awards. They stole our look. <laughs> yes, they did. Who wore it better? Okay, bye, everybody. Or later. It's like a double track. Um, it's part of a double song. I don't know. Is that a thing? Double songs? Uh, no. <laughs> she has like a double song and it's titled Mother Mary slash Love Without Tragedy. Okay. Oh, um, I guess. I mean, George Michael had a triple song. There was I Want Your Sex, I Want Your Sex Part 2, and I Want Your Sex Part 3, A Final Request. Um, I guess it's like that. Was it all on the same track? No, it was like three different tracks on the no, album. No, 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 no. This is just like three tracks that, three songs that share the same track. Oh, Rihanna's is two. Okay. Tracks, two songs that share the same track. Okay. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out. The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.